0: Hello, my beautiful people taking my road trip with me. Welcome to October. Holy moly, it's October 1st, and welcome to almost Colorado. I think I'm kind of close to the state line. Got up at like, oh God, 30 this morning. I've been on the road since before 5 a.m., which has been good. I got through Kansas City morning rush hour traffic before it even happened. So today is 10-1, which this was my wedding anniversary, actually. I think it would have been 15 years, which is crazy. Obviously, I didn't make it. I didn't make it to 10 either when he was supposed to buy me more diamonds, but that's okay. I am probably better single right now with this crazy of a lifestyle as I'm living, right? And he's probably better married to the lady he is because they get to hang out and, you know, retire together because he's, he's old. Don't tell him I said that, but he's old. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to do today's reading. I, um, what did I do yesterday? Oh, just to recap on the trip so far, because I know that's really why you're turning, tuning in, right? So yesterday, I got to I got to have the most fabulous lunch. It was one of my favorite restaurants, which is Jack Stack's. I'll give them a shout out all day, every day in Kansas City, Jack Stack Barbecue. It's amazing. And actually, I have some souvenirs for people of their sauce because it's that good. So I went there, but what was even better was my company. It was one of my fellow classmates, and I just learned so much listening to him. He's on his own journey, the way I'm on my own journey, and he just had a lot of he just has a lot of perspective. He has a lot of energy, and he's he's just freaking amazing, which is part of why I asked to see if he wanted to go to lunch. So I got to meet him in person, and it was a blast. I had a call last night with the people from the Asia trip, which again was really good. It was so nice to see their faces. It was about eh, maybe half of us, maybe a dozen of us or so. And one of which is in Denver. So I'm hoping to see her and one that didn't make it. That's also in Denver. And I hope to see him when I, when I get there. So it was, it's amazing to hear what people's lives look like in recovery. Like, and this was obviously a sober from alcohol dynamic, but the way the progress, just, just since we met each other in January, so many good things have happened to people in the group living an alcohol free life. Everything from moving into a new house to closing chapters in their lives to new boyfriends to new hobbies to a new podcast like different people had just different stuff and it was all magnificent. So I really enjoyed that and and gosh I probably laughed most of the 2 hours we were on the call. So that was pretty amazing. It goes you know it goes to the whole staying connected, right? You guys hear me talk about all these different people in my life and they all give me their own gifts. You know, not that it's even intentional, but they just all better my life. And I learned things from all of them. And again, part of keeping sober, keeping away from gambling, having a better life is surrounding yourself with the people, the kind of people that lift you up and, or, or I don't want to say just like minded because it's, it's not just about being like minded. It's having like values. It's appreciating each other. It's, Knowing where boundaries are, it's honesty, it's, you know, maybe there's friends that you only see, like, when I get to Denver, I'm going to see my girlfriend, Susie, and her daughter, and even though I don't talk to them every week, or see them every week, I definitely have made it, you know, to Denver to see them just about, gosh, well, at least in the last five, six years, I think every year, at least once a year, and, um, We've been friends for over 30 years, you know, so staying connected that way and knowing that, you know, if I was having a bad day, I can call both Susie or her daughter, who you either met or will meet. You have met on the show. I'm losing track of time, but they're just amazing people. And, And quite honestly, I guess I don't really choose to keep not amazing people in my life. Not that everybody doesn't have their own form of amazement, but I choose to surround myself with people who tend to be moving forward and it's motivating to me. It's interesting to me and helps me keep my positivity bucket full, even when they may be struggling and I have to share my positivity with them. My positivity in that case kind of like replenishes, it goes back to what we were talking about the other day about helping people and how that feels good. So I'm very fortunate to have so many complimentary friends in my life. That's good stuff. So yeah, on my way to my aunt and uncle's house, I'll see my cousins. I'll see Susie. I'm hoping to meet some people from my group. Just lots of, lots more adventure. And I will keep you apprised of that as we go, but we should probably get into the reading so I can start driving again. (laughs) All right. Anonymous says, nobody hates a proud man more than a proud man. All of us have run into someone at one time or another that we dislike immediately. We may be repelled by what we perceive as the person's arrogance, dishonesty, or aggressiveness. Maybe we couldn't put our finger on what we disliked, but we knew there was something. Often, what we like or dislike in people upon first meeting them are traits we have in ourselves. If it's something we dislike in ourselves, we are likely to dislike it in others, too. If we take a moment to reflect on this when we have a strong reaction to other people, we may find that what we have is not so much an obstacle as an opportunity. Instead of focusing on the trait in another, we can focus on that part of ourselves, honestly own it, and begin to work to improve. When we rid ourselves of a personality defect or are honestly aware of it and working on it, we find these things in others don't bother us anymore. We're coming to see how self-forgiveness leads naturally to forgiveness of others. Today, help me see the mirrors. My higher power provides me to truly see myself. Wow. I have different people popping in my head when it comes to this. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So there's one person that's been in my professional career that came across very... Like, know it, Ollie, or like, unteachable. And ironically, I'm still, I'm still quite well, good friends with this person. That was the first person that just popped in my head was what a turn off this quality was. And I hadn't really thought about the way the reading suggests using this as an exercise to identify what we don't like so that we can get past maybe disliking the person. If you haven't heard me say it before, one of the things that I've decided to remove from my vocabulary when possible and just my emotional bank is the word hate. Like, I don't hate anyone, I don't hate anything. And that's helped me just grow and do this mindfulness, even though I didn't know it was anything like this reading. So, if we take away the ability to hate, and I guess maybe even dislike it makes it so we can reflect like, okay, what, why don't I like them? What can I, how can I like them? If they didn't have this quality now is like the missing puzzle piece I didn't even know about. So if I don't like someone, the other, the other example I'm, that's popping in my head is someone who, wow, wow, this is interesting. I love talking to you guys and having these aha moments. But the other person that popped in my mind was another work person who talks too much, and thinks he knows everything and is essentially unteachable. And I guess that's part of what I don't like anymore. I I tend to favor people who are teachable and evolve and, and want continuous improvement. I hadn't really thought about not liking him or why I didn't like him. I didn't like him for how he treated me. And I feel very passionately about treating my team differently. You know, I, I like learning from people in that way, like the what nots to do's. That was a mouthful. What not to do's. And then um, there was one other person that jumped in my mind. And now I lost track of it because I talk too much sometimes. But that's kind of the point. These people who <laughs> talk a lot and have dominant, like they're dominant, that tends to be how I operate too. So maybe it was I just thought there couldn't be so many chiefs in the room. Uh, pun intended, because I'm coming from Kansas City. You get it? Oh, I know. The other one isn't just a specific person. It's a group of people. It's people that have their attitude showing. And I'm grateful to those people because they serve as reminders. And again, I didn't really go as deep mentally on this topic of how these kind of people are good examples for us or mirrors, as the reading says. Wow. You know, that's, I, I talk to you guys all the time about the people I encounter and the lessons I learn from them when they do have their attitude thinking. So it's pretty phenomenal how this reading just kind of connected the dots for me just now. So I'm pretty excited. I hope you're having some light bulbs go on. Think about who you don't like maybe and see if it is, is it because of their qualities that resemble you or is it because you're so far different? I think this is a, a good topic for uh, election year, right? Again, I'm not going to go crazy deep into politics. It's just been funny because of debate week. There's a lot of passion around this, and I'm learning a lot of things about a lot of people because of the politics. But let's say that you were on one side and someone else you knew was on another, and you didn't like you didn't like them just based on the fact that they were a Republican or a Democrat or they liked this Candidate or or didn't like this one, is it that we don't really like them as a person, or is it we don't like their values, or is it just because we're they're different, or is it because we're really passionate about politics and maybe maybe we see them as you know fighting for their side and what we don't like is that we know that we're pretty bold and fighting for our side you know of the politics. So as I said that might be a good example to think about as we <laughs> suffer through the next month on this topic. Um, and I say that because here I was whining about breaking my TV, right? But now, after staying somewhere where the TV's on, and I, I've seen more TV probably in the last week than I have in the last, I don't know, three months, and all these commercials and all these things, it just blah. anyway not my cup of tea. Uh, I dislike all the banter and and whatever on the commercials and the the politics and stuff. So so that's why I think it might be an opportunity. Um, Or even, you know, even the heavier topics, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. People are really passionate about these things. Do we dislike them because they feel one way or another? And is it because we have strong feelings or is it because our experiences are different? Let's, let's treat every person that we encounter that we dislike as well as maybe just disagree with on something and just take that as a learning lesson. Like practice doing that. Pick one person or think about that one person that you just might not jive with. And, and I know you have to have some because I just, the more I think about it, the more bigger my list gets and it kind of goes back to I'm I'm re-listening to the book what is it called I think it's called it might be unfuck yourself or the subtle the subtle art of not giving a fuck it kind of expresses some of this concept you know like life's too short we can't go worrying about all this other people stuff so if we apply just that simple concept of just not giving a hoot Sorry for those of you who, may you not know, like my cursing, oh, it's kind of a gift sometimes. If we think about like not giving a hoot about them, that's one survival strategy. And now I'm asking us to take it one step further and go, okay, how can we learn from this? How can we apply it? How can we be a better person? How could we, if we dislike someone, it takes some energy, right? And if you are using your energy on disliking someone, how much energy do you have left to do your good work, to help your friends and family, to go after your dreams, to protect your recovery, to protect your positivity? You know, so this is a growing opportunity. And what I'm grateful for is I sit here thinking, this is why, thank you, I freaking love talking to you guys. And I love doing these readings. They're very, they can be motivational if we allow them to be. Okay, that's my scoop. That's what I got sitting in a Walmart parking lot and I am going to get ready to go back on the road here. It looks like it's finally getting nice-ish. It's like 57. Denver's forecast for the week is supposed to be beautiful and I can't wait. I really could just live in in the heat, honestly. Alright, beautiful people. Please pay attention to not just your mirror, you know, your one in the bathroom that I hope you're telling yourself that you're beautiful and that you're worth it and that you love yourself not just that mirror but the mirror that other people provide for us and have a fabulous fabulous freaking october 1st guys take care